DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, is coming up in just a couple of minutes. Uh, PK, we got a tweet here who says that list you saw was ranking the teams on health, not ability. Doesn't matter. Because? Because Phoenix is out without Obre, they're without Kaminsky, and you're telling me they're in a better spot than the Jazz without Bogdanovich? I don't buy it. So Phoenix... Should be 22, and the Jazz should be 21. Well, I'd have to go through every Everybody's other team. Roster, yeah. John, the Wizards oh. are without John Wall. You're telling me they're a better team? That's two <laughs> off the top of my head. The Spurs are without, without LaMarcus Aldridge. Aldridge. Yep. That's three off the top of my head. Yeah, I saw it. It doesn't matter. That that Who cares? That still, I don't put them at 22nd. All right, we'll run this by Bowler. Uh, he'll be coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, we got a question up on the uh, Facebook page, and we can work on this the rest of the show. You've got... Uh, <laughs> uh, we need some good news. What do you got? Anything going on, PK, that's really pumping you up? Absolutely. The hills are alive with the sound of music. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Jonathan says traffic has been a breeze, I guess. Okay. Yeah, air pollution is down. Positive. Yes. It's Father's Day weekend coming upon us. See, that just makes a lot of golf fans sad because Father's Day weekend should mean U.S. Open. Phil, can he get it done? No, he can't. He just turned 50. I know. Well, I mean, there's going to be golf, though. So how about that? There is going to be golf. Yeah, and there will be the U.S. Open. These things aren't going away for good. They're not retired. They didn't die. The Open set up for September. The Masters in November. So we're going to have football, golf weekend, double headers. it looks like. And basketball, triple headers, baseball, quadruple headers. How about that? Yeah. Come on, man. Think about it. Think about it, Dave. That's what I ask you. Just think <laughs> about it. Justin says, ice-cold pickles are the best. Well, sometimes, you know, you leave them in there, and this has happened. So in the winter, I don't eat a lot of pickles. But in the spring and summer and fall, I'll be more inclined to eat pickles. Well, we had some burgers the other day. We take out the pickle jar. It's literally frozen, the whole thing. So I couldn't have pickles on my burger. And pickles on my burger, they are an absolute must. Relish on my hot dog, pickles on my burger. Those are things that have to happen. Those are the condiments that must be on. Relish dog, pickles burger. And I couldn't have it. I felt naked to the world. That would be a pickle sickle, right? Completely frozen. Well, I found myself in a pickle not being able to have pickles. Pickles are one of those foods, and olives would be another one. I have to think if there are more. But pickles and olives, food I will not eat by itself. Like, you will know, order a deli sandwich and they'll give you a pickle slice. I would, I would never eat that. Oh, now, I totally would. If they're, if they're well, yeah, mine. Uh, if they're sliced and on a sandwich, awesome. Olives, well, let's slice them and put them on a sandwich. Olives, you know, in a salad or cooked in something, fine. But to just... Like, pick up olives and start eating them like grapes? No. No, I'm not doing that. I don't want olives anywhere. I, I wish olives were never created. Really? Yeah, I'll extend an olive branch, but I do not want an olive coming back at me. You're and everybody right. knows, they used to call me OB in high school 
for Olive Branch. I was constantly extending Olive Branches. This would wreck it for you. My mom used to make lasagna and put olives on it, and that was fine. Man, you, you do not want any olives anywhere near your lasagna, do you? I don't think my mother did, so no. She is my complete and total uh, how I view food of the Italian version. It's coming through my mother, yes. I can't even eat meatballs. I can't eat meatballs anymore unless really? they're from – Because my mother's meatballs were the absolute best. And – when we would go down 11 Lafayette Street in West Orange, that's where my mother grew up. That's where my grandmother grew up. That's where she raised her family, my mother, her siblings. There was always meatballs and what they called gravy on a pot on the stove at all times. It didn't matter. There was really? always there. So there was always uh, meatballs were always available, and the sauce was cooking. So then if you just needed to heat up the, the macaroni, the lasagna, the ravioli, the monocotti, whatever it might be, you could do that. But you had to have that being go- that had to be going in the first place. So that was always, and the smell of that was always there at all times, no matter what. That sounds good. Probably smelled really good before you. Absolutely, yeah. yes. No question. Smelled good one, and then you can always have something to eat. You're growing yes. up. I need a snack. He's a growing boy. Get him some food. Bingo. <laughs> nice. All right, DJ and PK, time to welcome in Craig Bullerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Sprint makes it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Bowler, good morning. Hey, DJ. OB, how are you? Good. (laughs) I like it. You're an olive branch kind of guy, honestly. I mean, I can see it. Well, the the way I looked at it is I offended so much and needed forgiveness (laughs) that I, of all people, had to forgive because I was constantly needing forgiveness. Yep. See, you have that self-awareness, but that's really everybody. (laughs) <laughs> and it's good that you have that self-awareness, but really, who would listen to that and think, oh, yeah, not me. Stop it. I'll just go ahead and raise my hand right now. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, I guess I can. <laughs> you can probably everybody, put your hand up there. Everybody bullet. raise their hand, man, but keep a hand on the wheel, right? Right, right absolutely. <laughs> OB, I like it. <laughs> so, uh, Bowler. Yes. expectations for the Jazz. We're starting to see power rankings come out, and they all spin it a little different. You know, who's been hurt most by injuries? Or right. just the straight-up power ranks. Who are the best teams now? What are you expecting out of the Jazz coming back? This is a team that did start fast at the start of the season this year. A lot of Quinn Snyder's teams have not, but this one did. So is that a sign that they could start fast again here? Because obviously the eight regular season games into the playoffs – you know, you don't have two months to get it going. You're going to have a couple weeks of regular season, and after a week of playoffs, you could be done. So, I'm not I'm not a real believer in these rankings that everybody keeps you know throwing out. You know, 12. Now you hear 22. Come on. I mean, come on. There are so many variables. What is is facing each and every team? And I heard you guys talking about before I came on. There's our there are teams that are you know John Wall. Yes, PK. You're right. And and. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge with San Antonio. I, I, I don't buy the fact that Jazz is the 22nd best team that's going to be in Orlando. I mean, it's dead last. I don't, I don't buy it. Uh, because, again, I, I still want to see how teams, uh, how quick they, they have to hit the floor quick, right? Uh, and also, everyone has to be bought in. 
and also the mental part of this entire Orlando experiment as I've always believed, is going to be one of high mental stress. And so who, what team, what, what, what combination of players are going to be able to survive that, guys? For If you're the last two teams standing, what is it, 70 days in the so-called bubble? I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of time. And I know they're going to try to bring family in just before, what, the Eastern or Western Conference Finals. But, man, that's a long haul. So... I think the variables that are facing each and every team are going to play out differently differently for every team. Even though the Jazz have lost Bogdanovich to the to the surgery on his wrist, I mean, you know, you talked to Joe earlier. Ingles plays a big factor here. Um, obviously, Jordan Clarkson plays a big factor here. And then the other one I have to go to is Mike Conley because you referenced the Jazz and the start. And he is going to be a major factor in coming back and hopefully understanding the system and playing with Donovan Mitchell and what those roles are because there's multiple ball handlers. And Mike Conley, as we know, was used to being the main guy in Memphis, but you know he, he knows that other players are going to bring the ball into the front court. So, I mean, look, look what we just talked about. There's a lot of things that are going on, and – I just think the team that's going to put it out all together and get it together mentally as well is going to have a have a good opportunity down in Orlando. Yeah, I agree on those three players that you listed, Conley, Ingles, and Clarkson. I would also throw Niang in there because if I'm Niang, I'm salivating at this opportunity because this injury now, it's been known about for weeks. So it's not like during the season you're going with one lineup and this is your rotation and all of a sudden somebody's out and you have to adjust on the fly. They're not adjusting on the fly here because they know full well and they've known for weeks. So the first time right now is they're having the individual workouts Yang knows I've got a golden opportunity here and I'm barely just getting started in my career and so if I go out particularly in a situation in Orlando where there's going to be a heightened attention span on the NBA because of the circumstances we've heard that ratings are expected to be through the roof so people are going to be watching the league and its executives are going to be watching so Niang has an opportunity here to make himself some more money establish himself as far as his place in the league because they know full well that you're going to be needed and when the team gathers in practice they already know Bogdanovich is out it's not something that's happening overnight it's something that's already cemented and going to be that way so there's a bunch of guys you know you look at Joe and, and Conley and even Clarkson to an extent not as much as as Ingles and Conley those guys are established in the league now they've been in the league for a number of years Clarkson's in an impending free agent still has an opportunity to make himself some big time money so you look at Clarkson and Yang what a golden opportunity they have to show what they can do with Bogdanovich not there. What did Jerry Sloan always say, PK and mm-hmm. DJ? There's mm-hmm. always the 29 other teams that are you're auditioning for. A lot of players should take this as that opportunity if you're right about the eyeballs being on the back on the NBA. So George, I mean, you, we all know George, uh, the minivan. The, he, he's a, is a fun guy, but also a passionate guy. Who knows, as you just said, this is a great opportunity. And the Jazz gave that to him prior to, to the COVID-19 virus shutdown, remember. They made decisions to go after Jeff Green was released to say, hey, George, you know what, pal, go. And he should have some confidence, too, PK, in that regard, that before all this went down, and even before, as you said, the injury, 
uh, to Bogey is that he has an opportunity to make him to solidify himself even more so in this Jazz rotation. Craig Bolojack joining us here, DJ and PK. Is there anybody else who's uh, been a little buried? You think hey, might have a chance to break out? Uh, maybe because guys can't play big minutes. Maybe because Bogdanovich is gone. Is there a chance for somebody else to uh, make a splash here? Well, the first name that comes to mind when he's gotten minutes, I've been intrigued because of his ability to change the pace of a game and playing with Jordan Clarkson, and that's Emmanuel Moutier, who no one's even really spoke about. So maybe he plays some minutes. Um, You know, he's more mid-range, but also he has the ability, as we've watched him drive and finish at the rim, and he's a strong player at 6'3", so... I'm just throwing that in the basket. I've always kind of felt like, you know, the Jazz brought him in to try to help develop his game, and at times you've seen it. Uh, He may be also another player with the time off, has looked back at film, talked to coaches, and maybe understands his role even more. So I would throw him in in that group a little bit as well with the second unit. What do you think of some of this stuff that's been out there as far as, well, we can't play because of social cause, and Kyrie Irving, I don't know if it's true or not, but floating the idea of forming their own league? Is is that just a bunch of people up in the night? Yeah, PK, look, man, ask the NFL, those in the XFL who tried to over, well, compete. I don't think they ever thought they could overwhelm or take over what the NFL's popularity is, but I hope Kyrie understands what it takes to build a league and the length of time and the ownership groups and, most importantly, television revenue and the contracts that go with that, uh, advertisers who believe. Um, I don't believe that's a possibility. Um, I really don't. I mean, the, the players, look, fans expect the highest of level of talent, and the G League is there for a reason to help develop that. And you've got the most talented players on the 30 teams that can possibly... In fact, some believe the talent sometimes is watered down with 30. It'd be better with 22, uh, 26 teams instead of 30. And that's why you don't hear that much talk about expansion. So, no, I I, I think that's kind of a shot in the dark, to be honest, or just just a statement made without really taking it really too far in, in, the, in the thinking process. But, uh, you know, I know the players want to make sure the momentum of what is going on in our country is not diluted by them returning. And I think you can look at it two ways. Maybe one way. I mean, I understand, you know, that the, the message has to continue and the progress has to be made. Can they make that statement even better on the stage that has been given them uh, on national television worldwide, by the way? And I don't know how they want to go about doing that, but I think the league is behind that that message 100%. 100%. So, you know, again, uh, who wants to step forward and make the message even stronger, and how can they do it? And I think that's something that has to be formulated by the players themselves. Yeah, I'm with you, Bowler. You know, there was an era when you could start up a league, and those people lost a lot of money and had a lot of passion, but – we saw it in football. We saw it in basketball. We saw it in hockey. We didn't see it in baseball, though. Uh, but but now to think you could compete with the with the head start the NFL and Major League Baseball and the NBA have, how would that that you would need pockets so deep that 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 just 
couldn't happen. So as you uh, as you watch this going forward now, um, you know we talked about the Jazz and you expect expectations out of them. Are there? Do you expect most of the teams to come back and basically be who they were, or are there a couple teams you're looking at like this team could take a hit and this team maybe could could be better? Well, you know what? When they make that announcement uh, on the 24th next week on players who have decided not to play and they alert their teams, then we can kind of really see who's going to be impacted the most. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what you two think. Uh, I don't know if when it comes down to the – uh, to the uh, to the 11th hour, what they call it, you know, that your decision, tell me what you want, what are you going to do? You can talk all you want, but you can also say, look, I'm going to play. Paychecks speak pretty loudly. But some of, some players uh, at a highest level don't need the money in a, in a lot of ways. Those eight checks or those eight games, uh, maybe they feel like the statement may make is, is more important than the money they would bring in. So it makes us to see – uh, who, if any, decide not to participate, and then you can kind of you know determine who impacts what team. But I still go on the fact that you know you can talk about LeBron and what he's been through and the championships and Antetokounmpo and the hunger he has and Kawhi, the kind of the quiet assassin and the championship he won in Toronto and why he went to L.A. for the Clippers. I mean, all those storylines are going to come into play, but. I still think there's a team, PK, DJ, that is going to sneak in, pull some upsets, and be a factor. Could it be the Jazz? I don't know. But, you know, I know Jazz fans would love that to be the case. But I think there's a couple of teams like Denver, uh, maybe even Portland, just because of the backcourt and, and the health that is returned to the Blazers. I mean, Damian Lillard's a competitor. McCollum, those guys are tough. I mean, if they're focused more than the – the, the, the team's expected to win, then I think, you know, it's kind of a wide-open market there. Uh, and I think there'll be some surprises. I really do. The way I look at it is the Jazz should have as much edge to them as anybody because they're the team that triggered this. Now, it was bound to happen, but nevertheless, we know it was the Rudy Gobert situation, and Rudy took a lot of grief and all that, and that thing of him touching the microphones right. was played over and over again. And, and I saw some stuff on social media where he was being blamed and being called the or horrendous names and all that stuff. And so to me... The way I look at it is, and we all know about the unsalvageable relationship and all this other stuff, uh, the best way to shut all that up is to go out there and ball to the highest level. So if I look at teams who have an edge, I put the Jazz right there with any team. Yeah, no, you make a great point. You know what, it could go you know, either way, because now you hear Rudy and trade talk when the season is completed. But you know what, you make a great point. They can quit all the all that conversation and the Jazz didn't have to make a decision about paying two really extremely talented players in two opposite ways a lot of money that they're going to stay together but could they make that statement and say here's why you need to keep us both yes absolutely could Mike Conley prove why he's uh, one of the highly, high, highly respected guards in the league absolutely can Donovan take his game to the next level what did Quinn Snyder say last week on first take he believed that Donovan would use Orlando to take his game yet to another level, to be a leader. And that's a big comment from, from the coach. Maybe I'm paraphrasing exactly the quote, but that was what he was intending to, to say was 
he believes in Donovan Mitchell that he can play at the next level and that that superstar level, right? I mean, he's already, he's already an all-star. So, I mean, in his third year, at the end of his third year, uh, that to me is a, so- a solid statement by a head coach who believes Donovan Mitchell has even more to give. So why not put it on the stage in Orlando and, and lead the Jazz? And maybe, the, again, like I said, I think all teams – it's almost like we talked about last week. You know, March Madness brings out some incredible moments, right? Uh, and everyone believes they have the, the, that opportunity to be Cinderella. I don't see this being any different. This is the most unique situation ever in the NBA. And so why not? Why not go out and be that team? And I guess we're going to find out real soon. So I think there are things when when you uh, delve deeper into that Quinn Snyder comment, I think there are things that we just kind of generally look for that most NBA players have to improve on. Most guys have to come a, become a better passer off the dribble. Booner always talks about that. Uh, can you get your scoring average to 20 points a game? That's a barrier that always, you break that, people look at you different. They're like, well, you're scoring 20 points a game. That's a pretty big number. And if you're really going to be elite, can you break 25? Now, Donovan's not there yet, but he's averaging 24 points a game. But I think we also look at guys like, well, are you better in the second half and the fourth quarter? We've seen Donovan do that multiple times where he hasn't had much in the way of stats at halftime and he ends up having a huge game. So I think the next thing is, are you really good in the last two minutes or the last 30 seconds, the last possession? And are you really better in the postseason? So when you when I hear that Quinn Snyder quote and I hear you repeat it, the question I have is, is Mitchell going to be able to – dominate in the postseason because that's harder to do than being the guy in a regular season but without Bogdanovich spreading the floor I wonder if it's a little bit of Groundhog Day with what we saw last year and how teams defend the Jazz they ought to be better shooting from the perimeter but I don't know if they're going to be good enough it still seems like all eyes are going to be on stopping Donovan well I I would agree I think you know game plan and it's pretty easy is to crowd him off the three-point line double M that's where Joe Ingles comes into play or Jordan Clarkson too and we're Quinn Snyder, DJ again. Now he's going to rotate players in and out and take advantage of the best matchups. So the chess match will be there. Opportunity for Quinn to, to excel at his, at his craft will be there as well. Look, Bogey is a 20-point guy, as you just said. That's special, plus 41% from outside. That's special. So, yeah, they're going to definitely miss him. Uh, the Jazz have always liked to say, look, we have some depth, and every team will always say this too, next man up. I get it. But in reality, uh, in Orlando, that plays out more and more. It's it's gonna it's who, who's the deeper team, and what star uh, can take like you just said, take their game even up at that next notch in the postseason in crunch time. Can he fight through double teams? Um, that twenty five point mark is a tough one. Twenty's tough. Twenty five's insane. I think the one thing too, PK DJ. Uh, Donovan sometimes is a slow starter, and where he is so dominant and ex- exciting is that he's been able to bring the team back, the Jazz back, in third and fourth quarters. What if he is able to be more consistent uh, throughout the entire four quarters of basketball and really get the Jazz off to a better start and then also finish? So those are all things I, I'm excited to you know get a chance to call a few of these games uh, even though it's not going to be in Orlando, we're going to do it. We're going to do it the best job we can. I just want to play some ball, and hopefully, it's safe. It's it's fun, and hopefully, it's a it's a restart that we all need. Bowler, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you next week.
All right, OB, be good. DJ, talk. <laughs> See you. <laughs> OB, OB. <laughs> I can learn to live with that. I'm an olive branch extender. Yeah, when he first said it, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't figuring it out. And I, I heard OB. I'm like. Odell Beckham? What is he getting at? What are we talking about? Olive Branch OBJ. Ki- yeah, right? Exactly. Uh, well, I, w- I was struggling. I'll, I'll fully admit I was struggling. But Olive Branch Kinnan. OB. All right, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.